Hi, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Simply Ambivalent. I am your host, Arkea, as always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another one. Um, you know, you can always follow me on Instagram at simply underscore ambivalent. If you're not sure how to spell it, it is S-I-M-P-L-Y underscore A-M-B-I-V-A-L-E-N-T. Um, but besides that, you guys, you know, you can always follow me on other social media platforms as well. Just type in Simply Ambiv or Simply Ambivalent. Something should pop up for you there. Um, but besides that, Hi let's get guys. into another episode. So today I am going to be reporting on the unfortunate death of Army Private First Class Denisha Montgomery Smith. Uh, Denisha's death was initially called a suicide by the U.S. Army, but the soldier family tells and they believe that she was murdered after trying to report of being assaulted by military police um if you guys aren't familiar and if you do know i have heard of like some of the recent deaths that have taken place on army bases um a lot of them are very very suspicious um and this just kind of adding on to that list i know back in 2020 there were over 28 deaths of soldiers um, that occurred on the fort hoods base um, one, uh, being of, it was another woman by the name of Vanessa Gillian. Um, she was reported to be bludgeoned to death at the Texas base, uh, by a fellow soldier. Um, and they ended up trying to like cover that up, but eventually they did, um, end up solving that case, thankfully, um, as well as, uh, to kind of name some others. Let's see. We have a Mahora Morta, Sergeant Elder Fernandez, um, and I should say Private Mahora Morta, um, and some others um, as well to kind of add on to that list. I don't want to have to keep going on and on. But um, as I said before, just very, very suspicious, um, especially if 28 deaths are happening within a year. Um, I know a lot of the time uh, mental health is a really, really big thing when it comes to those serving um, in the military, understandably so, since they are, you know, protecting our country. Um, but a lot of the time, um, from what I've noticed, sometimes it always it isn't, um, you know, some of these people are kind of put in like, you know, the most extreme situations. And a lot of the time we can't always expect for them to come back, you know, complete or whole. Um, and that could be one of those things that, you know, plays a really big, um, huge factor um, into the kind of like mindsets of some of those who are, you know, serving and um, maybe even kind of just going along with what the army kind of represents. Um, those as being like resilient, those as being strong, um, you know, protectors and on and on and on. And so in this case, like I said before, whenever I hear of like a military death taking place on a base or anything, and then they automatically say that it's a suicide, um, I think it's just kind of just raised eyebrows uh, right away, um, just considering what has happened in the past, um, even especially for women on these military bases, as you guys know, majority um, of the military is made up of men. Um, so kind of puts women at a disadvantage in some of these places. Um, you know, I don't want to say women are not strong and women are not X, Y, and Z. Um, but you know, just, you know, being honest and just kind of considering these things, you know, men are stronger than women physically, 
Uh, so it kind of puts them at a disadvantage in these cases, especially when you have so many men compared to the ratio of women. Um, and, you know, you can easily be overpowered in these certain situations, especially if, you know, your peer is a superior or, um, you know, there's some form of authority, you know, telling you to do something. So there's not really a lot of give. And I know in the army, following directions, being as disciplined as possible um, is m more of what their, you know, better attributes is. But at the same time, there's um, a little 50-50 on that, you know, just with how far that these soldiers are having to, you know, follow these rules and um, go with what their, you know, superiors may be saying. Uh, but in that case, I'm going to keep going on with the story. Uh, Denisha's family, as I said before, they are demanding answers um, after they say she was murdered while serving her country overseas um, in Germany, um, to be more specific. Uh, Montgomery was 27. Um, being in the Army was her dream. Um, she joined the Army over two years ago. Um, she was trying to just pretty much provide for her three young boys, However, her trust in the military abruptly changed when she was assigned to the 139th Military Police Company, which was stationed, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I'm going to try my best. Um, let me see here, guys. Hold up. I'm going to look this up before I even try to attempt to pronounce this. There we go for the win, you guys. It is pronounced Wiesbaden in Germany, uh, which is where uh, Denisha was stationed at um for the remainder of her time there um in a video that you guys are going to be listening to in a few minutes um she said that she no longer felt safe with her fellow soldiers um, like i said before on july 19th she ended up actually making a frantic video call to her family and even asking them to record it so that right there once again is just kind of a raised eyebrow situation where the soldier themselves is I guess just trying to ask for evidence just in the case if something were to happen to them. And even in this case, she thought it was serious enough to call her family back home to record the video just if something were to happen. In the video, you guys can see um, she's seen with some serious bruises and even some open wounds on her body. But as I was saying, for her to kind of come to her family and be like, you know, Please record this video. You know, I'm ready to come home. Uh, it's very concerning because at that point, you just have to consider, you know, what exactly was going on? What was she not saying? And on and on and on, a bunch of questions kind of automatically pop up in my head. But with that being said, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and start playing this video so you guys can kind of get a good idea of who Denisha Montgomery was as not only as a soldier, but as a mom and as a person, as a daughter. Um, and uh, also you guys can kind of see where the investigation is kind of taking place um, in this next part as well. So just give me one second here and I'll go ahead and play this for you guys. And the ongoing investigation. But first we turn to investigative correspondent Rich McHugh tonight with this exclusive report. Rich. Thanks, Marnie. I've covered a lot of stories involving the military, many of them good, some of them bad. This is likely among the worst, and if not for the video that you're about to see, we might not even know about it at all. 27-year-old Denisha Montgomery pursued her dreams and joined the Army two years ago. I gotta protect my mom and my sister. Oh. She was determined to help provide for her three young boys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
assigned to the 139th Military Police Company at Fort Stewart. This summer, when she was stationed in Wiesbaden, Germany, her trust in the military abruptly changed. Honey. This is all I wanted to do. Mom, this is all I wanted to do. On July 19th, she made a frantic video call to her family and asked them to record it. Hey, Mom. Hey, Jaden. Hey, I love you. I just want to come home. Look what they did. Oh, my God. She had serious bruises, open wounds on her body. What is that from? I don't know. That looks like a, f a knife or something. In this 12-minute video call with her family, she said she went with a group of military police from her unit off base to a water park, said they had been drinking, and on the car ride back, they assaulted her. They choked me out. Look, they did, they was doing me in the car. Uh, I kept telling them, I was like, I can't breathe. I was like, I can't breathe. I was gasping for air. I was like, I can't. bro, I ain't never been so scared in my life. I legit... I thought I was going to die in the car, bro. That evening, while she was on the video call, her family called the Red Cross and reported what she had told them, that four military police officers assaulted and strangulated her. So I was like, just let me out the car. But they wouldn't let me out the car. And then all this happened. In and out of tears on the call, she vowed to report her assault the next day. I'm going to talk to CID tomorrow. And what, tell them that you just want to get out or what? I'm telling them that I don't want to be here no more. I'll do whatever I have to do, Mom. I'm coming. I can't be here no more. I don't trust them. I don't trust my leadership. I don't, I don't want to be here with none of them no more. In a text message to her uncle the next day, she wrote, They told me if I report an assault, I'll be charged with assault too because I mushed the female and bit the male that was choking me. 21 days later, on August 9th, Denisha Montgomery was found dead in her barracks. That same day, the Army told Denisha Montgomery's family that she took her own life. And they said that we're sorry to inform you that your daughter has uh, committed suicide by suffocation. And I said, how do you suffocate yourself? I know that my daughter wouldn't kill herself. No doubt in your mind. No doubt in my mind. I know my kid, man. The Army released a statement five days later confirming Denisha Montgomery was found unresponsive in her barrack and said, the incident is currently under investigation by U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Division. But it doesn't make any sense. How are you still investigating when you prematurely said she committed suicide? That tells me that you've already have a determination. Tamika Light is Denisha Montgomery's aunt. She served 13 years as an Army sergeant and was awarded the Purple Heart. Something in the back of my mind told me that when she was attacked on the 19th of July, that there was something bigger at play. Something told me that her life was in danger. None of Denisha's family believed she took her own life. Her husband, Joshua. I know she didn't commit suicide. No doubt in your mind. No doubt in my mind. Her sister, Jada. I don't believe it. I don't believe mm -hmm. it. Um, I don't believe it either. Do you think your sister was murdered? I do. It's just by who and when. And how many? And how many knew about it and how many covered it up? I don't know what she knew, but it had to be too much. You know, like I said, my daughter told me she was scared. I've never heard my daughter say that ever in her life. Ever. She wasn't scared of anything. She was set to come home in three weeks. 
sent pictures of her bags packed and waiting. I talked to her that night, and you're not going to tell me that she was anything but happy and ready to come home. And this video to her husband dancing to their wedding song. And that's all we talked about is what we're going to do when she got home. The very first thing she wanted to do was go to Walmart. I can't make sense of it. It's a nightmare. Every day I wake up, it's a nightmare. One giant piece of the puzzle, her sister says, comes from what the military told them about what happened three weeks prior at the water park before the alleged assault in the car. Um, the CID told us on the phone that that night at the water park, two individuals that were not with her tried to sexually assault her in a restroom. But they stated clearly that the people that were with her, they tried to chase them down in a sort and they were trying to help her. No one has inquired with the family about the assault. We have taken upon ourselves to get justice for Denisha. We have taken it upon ourselves to collect all evidence, to show that Denisha was not suicidal, to show that she was attacked and afraid for her life, and to show that um, she was ready to come back home. We have asked the Army about the investigation, also about the alleged assault prior to her death. They declined our request for an interview, but said special agents with the Department of Army Criminal Investigation Division are investigating the death of Specialist Denisha Montgomery and would not comment further. Denisha was returned to her family on August 26th. En route to her burial, people in her hometown, Elizabethtown, Kentucky, lined the roads to salute her. My, my daughter came home. They didn't give me no autopsy report, no cause of death. Where's all that? Where's all that at? How dare you allow my niece's death to be in vain? How dare you prematurely tell us that this strong, beautiful individual took her life when we know better? We want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. I am Denisha Montgomery Smith. That's and as you guys can see, and it just kind of made me frustrated, uh, just the Army, once again, as the unsaid, just kind of prematurely telling them that they automatically ruled it a suicide, but you're still investigating it. So at that point, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and especially with her serving um, in the military and also reserving the Purple, Purple Heart um medal of honor um she's you know very familiar with military procedures and how things kind of go down and as the dad said they never received a you know autopsy report they never received a cause of death all it's, that they received was a call telling them that she was um she you know her cause of death was by suffocation um which i'm just i'm like how do you suffocate yourself to death um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that will kind of come up with some things and ways that you can do that. But uh, it just sounds super fishy to me that her death took place after all these events, especially with them going to the water park um, and then saying that, you know, she was be trying was going to be sexually assaulted by these two individuals that were not in this particular group that she went with. But the others in her group tried to help. So in that case, it just sounds like some group stuff kind of happening very very shady sounds like they're just trying to cover up um, also trying to have like these two people kind of take the blame you know who were those two people um, i'm sure they were all a part of the group and that something else was going on it has a similar situation happened at this military base of course with previous months and other people kind of coming into this same um 
military, um, the 139th military um, police officer. Uh, sorry, you guys, <laughs> just kind of coming into that same unit. And um, besides that, I just I'm not really sure what else to say other than to just kind of bring recognition, kind of bring awareness to the things that have taken place with this specific individual just because of how sad it is. You know, she goes here to try to provide for her family. Um, she's also super excited to even be in the army in the first place, uh, to be protecting her country, um, you know, just to show some of that village um, vigilance and to show um, her loyalty and for all of that to only be kind of thrown back into her face and at the end there in that video video call you guys can hear her saying that you know she doesn't even trust her superior she doesn't trust those around her so that um, all that's just there, super concerning. I, you know most of the time I do not like how much you know the I know the military tries to keep it you know in the business with as far as like investigations and things like that go but to me it just sounds like another way of being able to cover up something which I am not a fan of whatsoever uh, I know they say they were saying that the reaction to her story has been overwhelming um, a couple that was featured in the award-winning documentary the invisible war um, also even share, ended up sharing their own frustrations uh, on Thursday of News Nation's Prime um, about some of their concerns that they had since they had spent over, you know, decades of fighting for change in the U.S. military. And sadly, this story just ends up being a repeat of the um, Vanessa Gillian story. And, you know, many people have also heard about that um, in the last 20 years of them trying to fight for advocacy. Michael Matthews, um, you know, of that couple who were, you know, featured in that award-winning documentary, The Invisible, Invisible War, uh, he explained that Denisha should have been removed from that situation immediately just due to simple protocol, uh, since that is what they're supposed to do, but they didn't do it. And whether they believe that the person was raped or not, they're supposed to follow the rules, and they don't. And eventually, that person ended up dying. Uh, they also should find the person who didn't follow through on it properly like they're supposed to. And they should, you know, court-martial because they're destroying the military and they are destroying our national defense. They are worse than, and he's saying they're worse than any terrorists in the world. Um, they are destroying the very fabric of the military. Um, and I 100% I agree with what he's saying. You know, it kind of just ends up affecting 100% of what the army kind of represents, who they are, their message. Uh, but it also shows that they can't even protect their own from, you know, they can't even protect their own from their own. And I think that is the most upsetting part as well. You know, you have all of these men and you have all these women because it happens with men as well um, with wanting to go and fight for their country, but having to fear from their lives, from their very own peers, um, just due to whether it may be sexuality or maybe it may be to, due to authority or just the simple fact because some of these people know that they can get away with these things just due to their specific unit not following protocol as they need to and it's probably happened in the past a bunch of times but as once again it was probably written off as a suicide in that situation as well so you guys i just wanted to bring awareness to this story just because it is still developing we're still hearing things um each and every single day um, about this individual and what exactly is going on over there in a uh, v spot in germany um, but like I said before, um, 
please 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 you guys give awareness to denisha montgomery smith and her family please continue to bring awareness to it and so will i of course on all social media if you can because this is just one of those cases that definitely needs the attention and for one denisha does deserve this justice uh just not simply just because she was a soldier in the army but because she was a woman she was a wife she was a mother she was a sister and on and on and on she deserves justice um just as any other individual does uh, but with that being said, you guys, I am going to end it there. Um, I really appreciate you guys for just coming with me on this journey today. And hopefully, um, you know, um, in the future that we can continue to bring advocacy to everything that has been going on, um, not only in the military, but in our world in general. Um, if you would, uh, please subscribe um, to the podcast um, at Simply Ambivalent. You can find it on all podcast platforms platforms i really really do appreciate it um the numbers do go a long way uh but besides that you guys thank you i love you and um, i will talk with you again next time almost forgot bye bye